Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Mr. Saunders' Sandbox, here on the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. And I've got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about this show today. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about something that I look forward to every single year, and that's this big, huge uh, German Heritage Festival uh, that... uh, that we have here in the in the town I live in in Central Texas, and uh, the festival means a lot to me. It has it has uh, meant different things to me over the years, and uh, yeah, and I'm looking forward to sharing all that with you. I, I thought that we would start the show off uh, with uh, just talking a little bit about the festival and uh, some information about it, the history about it, uh, some fun facts and trivia about it, Uh, and then afterwards go into, you know, the more personal uh, uh, things about it, like the, what it, what it means to me, what, what it has, has meant to me throughout the years and, and, and what it, what it means to me now, uh, as, as I've, I've kind of uh, aged and matured uh, with the festival. Um, And then also, you know, what it means to, to our community here. So that's kind of the plan for the show today. Uh, I, I could certainly just sit here behind the microphone and, and tell you all the history and, and whatnot about, uh, about this festival, but I thought it might be more interesting if I actually took my microphone to the festival and, and recorded some of that there. So uh, that's what we're going to do here at the beginning. Uh, it, it is right now, it is like early, early in the morning. And uh, I went to the festival last night. Uh, this was my fourth night uh, to go to it. It was the fifth night of the festival. I, I took one night off. Uh, so uh, yeah, this was kind of probably the last, my last night at the festival since I'll, I'll go back to work uh, tomorrow night. Uh, or well, it's after midnight. I'll go back to work tonight. But uh, anyway, I, I, I took my microphone and, and my camera uh, out to the, the festival and, and recorded a video. And then I pulled the audio from the video and I'm going to share that with you right now. I hope this works and this comes out clear. But here we go. Hey there, Uh, I thought that I would uh, give y'all a little information about uh, Worstfest, a little uh, history about Worstfest, and just some, I don't know, some interesting trivia about Worstfest uh, from Worstfest. So hopefully the audio is coming through okay. I I thought, you know, this might be fun to do like a a sort of a Johnny on the spot type interview. I don't think that's right. I think a Johnny on the spot is a porta potty, um, a, a live on location interview type thing. So, uh, but it's not really an interview because it's just me talking. But uh, anyway, uh, let's uh, let's talk a little about Worst Fest uh, before I get uh, too deep into my cups. Um, so the. I guess I'll start with uh, the city where this takes place in. This is in New Braunfels, Texas, which is in the Texas Hill Country in Central Texas. Uh, You can't see it because it's on the other side of my camera, 
but you might be able to hear it. Uh, there is a river uh, right in front of me. Uh, that's the Comal River. It's a spring-fed river uh, here in New Braunfels, and it feeds into the Guadalupe River, which is a larger river that runs uh, through central Texas, and I believe it runs all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. I may be wrong on that, but it's a bigger river, and, and the location of these two rivers here in this area has made this a very um, popular area for, uh, for people for a very long time. Uh, this is an area that was, that was uh, used often by the Native Americans, uh, and then uh, once uh, European settlers came, uh, this became a very prized uh, location. And that brings us to the founding of the city of New Braunfels. Uh, the city was founded in 1845. Uh, it was founded by Prince Karl of Solms, Braunfels, Germany. And uh, Prince Karl uh, named the city after his birthplace of Braunfels, Germany. Uh, within about five to 10 years of being founded, this was the fourth largest city in Texas. So there you go. It, it isn't anymore. <laughs> it's a small town, uh, but uh, it's, a, it's a popular town in Texas. Uh, for one, because the rivers are here. Uh, during the summer in the Texas heat, the cool spring-fed river right in front of me, the Comal River, is very popular for water recreation such as tubing and kayaking and, and, and swimming and whatnot, uh, and the Guadalupe as well. So a lot of folks come to, to New Braunfels during the summer. It's, it's, it's a big vacation destination here in the state. Now, it's also very popular this time of year because of Worstfest. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the history of Worstfest. So uh, the first festival was, was in 1961, 60 years ago. Uh, and it was a one-day festival. It was it was it was started by uh, a fellow named uh, Ed Grist. Uh, he was the local meat inspector and also the local veterinarian. It's kind of a weird combination, but anyway, uh, I guess I guess if you raise livestock, he could come check on them, and if they died, he could inspect the meat all in one trip. But anyway, he started this festival as a a way to. To, uh, to enjoy and honor the local uh, meats in this area. The biggest of which is sausage. Uh, the German immigrants brought their, their knowledge of, of making sausage from the old world to the new world, and, uh, and that became a staple of the diet here. So the festival began as a one-day festival. Within a few weeks, or sorry, within a few years, it became a week-long festival, and it was known as Worst Week. Now, I should probably stop right here and, and just explain what Wurst is. Uh, Wurst is the German name for sausage. So there you go. Uh, and then a few years later, it became a 10-day festival like we know it today. And it became known as Wurstfest, which I just told you Wurst means sausage and Fest means festival or party. So this is like the literal translation is Sausage Fest or Sausage Party which may or may not be where Seth Rogen got the name for that movie he made a few years ago. <laughs> probably not, probably not. Probably nothing to do with it, but anyway. Or maybe, I don't know. Uh, a, few, a few notable things about the, the history of Worst Fest. Uh, in 1967, they added the big Worst Hall, which if you're watching this video, you can see a little bit of it back there behind me. Uh, and then, uh, the beer garden on the other side of that was added in 1974. 
Uh, now this festival has grown a lot since it started. Uh, it now has five stages uh, for, for musicians, one of which you can probably hear behind me. Uh, the Alex Minor band is playing right now, and, and they're they're a pretty popular band uh, in Worsfest at Worsfest. Now, uh, also, uh, this is interesting. Uh, the festival has grown to uh, have over two hundred thousand visitors uh, each 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 uh, each year now. So that's huge. I mean, that's a lot bigger than it was, and 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 visitors come from all around the world to this festival. So, uh, so there's that. Uh, interesting thing is they have, uh, this is the home of one of the world's largest beer bottle collection, collections. Uh, it's, uh, and it includes over 17,000 different beer bottles. So I thought that was interesting. Now let, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the stuff that you will see and hear at Worstfest. As I mentioned, there, there's a, a killer band about to play right behind me. Uh, so let's start with the music. So, musical staple at Worsfest, just like at most Oktoberfest, is the polka. Uh, now, this is sometimes also called umpa music, and uh, it, it has its origins in the Czech and Slovakian regions of Europe. Uh, it came to America with uh, European immigrants, and it's kind of grown and become a big part of American music. Now, some of the popular songs you'll hear played by the polka bands here are the Beer Barrel Polka, which is probably one of the most famous polka uh, songs in the world. Uh, and it was popularized uh, after or during World War II, and it, it started as a Czech song. Um, another one that's kind of the, the national anthem for New Braunfels is a song called In Heaven There Is No Beer. That's why we drink it while we're here. <laughs> But yeah, that's a that's a, a big song that they play. Uh, another one uh, is the Champagne Polka, which was uh, written by Lawrence Welk and performed by the Lawrence Welk Band uh, during many of the early Worstfest celebrations. As it grew in popularity and size, the Lawrence Welk Band actually performed here each year. Now, uh, I don't know why this next one's on here, but it is like in pretty much all Oktoberfest celebrations, every band plays it and. And I'm not complaining, but it's Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline. Uh, and, and when they start playing it, you can't help but like start moving and dancing to it. it it's the weirdest thing. Uh, it's also one of the greatest things. <laughs> and then the, the, the song that you'll hear even more than that by every band that plays here is a song called Ein Prosit. Uh, now, uh, what that means is I salute you. Uh, and the, the lyrics are Ein Prosit, Ein Prosit, Der Gamut Lick Kait. Ein Prosit, Ein Prosit, Der Gamut Lick Kait. And uh, what that means is um, I salute our cozy friendship. Yeah. Uh, and then that's followed with Ziki Zaki Ziki Zaki Oi Oi Oi, which is uh, Are you having fun? Yes, yes, yes. So uh, and it ends with the with the uh, ever with the band leader saying prost. Everyone holds up their cup and takes a drink. So while we're while we're recording this, you might actually hear that song behind me. So moving from the music, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the work, uh, the the festival was was founded on on food. 
So there's a lot of those older foods that you'll still find here and a lot of other foods that have become very popular here. I hope you can hear that because that's pretty awesome. I told you these guys rocked. Sorry, I got lost in the song for a minute. Uh, so we were talking about food. So one of the one of the most popular things to get here at Worst Fest is the worst or the sausage on a stick, uh, also called a worst kebab. Now the actual worst kebab has I think about four or five different types of sausages on a skewer. Delicious. Uh, also, you can find just like you can at most uh, fairs or festivals, you can get a turkey leg. Uh, another another uh, favorite here is the pork schnitzel uh, and sauerkraut, which is kind of a traditional German meal. Uh, they also serve uh, German potato pancakes here, which are pretty dang good. Uh, and they garnish those with applesauce, which sounds weird, but it's wonderful. Uh, and then uh, there's also the, the Wurstentaschens, which is the sausage taco. Uh, and that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> and there's a few varieties of that. Uh, the other night I had a, a Reuben Tashkin, which was like a Reuben sandwich but in a taco. And yeah, it was good. Uh, and then my favorite thing and probably the most popular thing here is the pork chop on a stick. Now I'm going to take just a moment to describe this. What they do is they uh, grill a pork chop uh, after seasoning it. They grill it on like a, a flat uh, diner uh, grill. Uh, they take that thing, uh, they take a skewer and shove it through a dinner roll and then shove the pork chop on there. So all those juices and seasonings drip down into the dinner roll as you're eating the pork chop. It's amazing. It's my favorite thing. I'm probably going to have one for dinner tonight. Now. Uh, Let's round out the food with the sweets. They have a lot of good sweets here. Now, uh, the the one that uh, I guess is is the most German is the strudel, uh, which is uh, served by a booth run by a bakery called Neglins, which is like I think it's like the oldest uh, bakery in Texas. Little trivia for you there. Now you can also find funnel cakes here. Uh, you can also find German chocolate cake and German chocolate pie here all delicious uh, and then my favorite dessert they have here is the bread pudding I don't know if it's a traditional German uh, treat but it's it's how I usually end the night here it's really good so moving from food let's talk a little bit about what you're gonna wash that food down with and that is the beers right so Wurstfest is kind of known not just for its food but for its beer uh, they have several domestic beers on tap here uh, Samplings from Budweiser, Coors, Miller, uh, here in Texas, Shiner. Uh, Shiner Bach is real popular. And also there's a brewery in Houston called Carbach, and they have some selections here as well. Now, uh, the main beers that you want to get, in my humble opinion, are the German imports. Now, these are these come from uh, breweries such as Spaten, uh, Polliner, and Hofbrau. And you'll have uh, styles such as Pilsner, which is kind of like a light lager. It's a little dry. Uh, Helles, which is similar to a Pilsner, but a little bit darker. 
the Hefeweizen, which is what I'm drinking right now, which is a wheat beer. It's a little little sour and a little sweet. Uh, and then uh, the staple here is the Oktoberfest brews. Uh, now these are going to be like some malty amber beers that uh, pack a lot of flavor to them. Uh, you'll also find some Bach beers on hand. Uh, Bach is actually uh, the German name for goat or ram. Uh, so uh, you'll usually like if you buy a Bach beer in the store, there'll usually be a ram on the on the label, and that's why. Uh, but Bach beer is also kind of a malty amber beer. Uh, and then if you want to double down on your Bach, you can get a Doppelbach, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a double Bach, uh, so it's going to be a, a stronger version of the Bach. And then the darkest beer they have is the Dunkel, uh, and it's um, it's it's a little bitter. Uh, but very flavorful uh, and it's a it's a good beer like if you're just going to be drinking a beer for a long time uh, it's a good way to go because it's not it's not super high in alcohol so you can have a lot of them enjoy them but that covers the beer we've covered the food uh, let's see what else what else what else should we talk about oh how about the clothing so uh, you'll see a lot of a lot of folks in the traditional German uh, Lederhosen, uh, or as I call them, the children's uh, shorts overalls, like you'll find it Oshkosh Bagash. Uh, I'm just joking. I'm just saying that because I'm jealous because I don't have any. Uh, that's one thing I say I'm going to get every year and then I never do. Maybe next year. Uh, and then you'll uh, you'll see the ladies wearing the traditional uh, drindel, which is like the, the German um, uh, dress. Uh, and then you'll see almost everyone will be either wearing an alpine hat or a fedora. Now I have a fedora on because I think it makes me look cool like Indiana Jones. Uh, but you'll see a lot of folks wearing an alpine hat, which kind of, if you don't know what one is, it kind of looks like the hat Peter Pan wears. Uh, and then these hats are adorned with pins. Uh, I've got a few on my hat from Worst Fest over the years. Uh, but you'll see a lot of a lot of people with uh, these silly hats and silly pins on their head. Let's see. And then I think, I think that's covered all of my notes. Um, I'm starting to get a little hungry. So I think I'm going to head out and, and find my first dinner for tonight. I'll probably have about three or four more dinners while I'm here. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to finish working on my first picture for tonight, which I'll probably have a few more of those while I'm here. So, uh, Reporting live from Worst Fest 2021, this is Jeff Saunders. Prost! Ein Prosit, ein Prosit, well, there, there you go. I, I hope you guys found all of that very interesting. And, and yes, that band in the big tent behind me was playing Duhost. <laughs> Uh, yeah, wow. Uh, there were a couple of things that I forgot to mention when I recorded that, uh, which I recorded that as a video and, and will probably, uh, drop it on the YouTube channel, uh, this week. But, uh, a couple of things that I, I failed to mention, uh, was the importance of the festival to our community here. Now I mentioned that there are a lot of, uh, foods at the festival, uh, there are also a lot of uh, booths that sell uh, uh, memorabilia, uh, that sell authentic German trinkets and, and clothing, 
uh, I mentioned the hats and, and, and the, and the clo clothing that you'll see there. Well, they sell a lot of that there at the festival as well. Um, and each of the, the booths that sell foods or, uh, or that sell uh, memorabilia, they're, they're run by different civic organizations in our community or from our community. And, and this is, this is, uh, this is where they, they make a lot of the money to support their organizations through the rest of the year. So Wurstfest, it, it's not just about, uh, the German heritage and that, that aspect, it's not just about, you know, eating a lot of food and drinking a lot of beer, but it's also about giving back to the community and helping to support the community. Uh, so all of the, all of the, the tourists that come into town, during this time of the year for this each year uh, help to help help our community uh, throughout the rest of the year uh, so that that's that's uh, one way that the festival is is very important to Nebronfels now another thing that I, I I forgot to talk about when I was recording that is that uh, we did not have a festival last year uh, which I, I guess is kind of a no-brainer because we were in the middle of our our fun pandemic right uh and and you know we we weren't uh, uh we weren't attending like big social gatherings and that kind of stuff um but uh the community really really felt the impact from that um and uh and and you know a lot of those uh funds that that are that are uh raised during worst fest, you know, they didn't have last year. And then on top of that, you know, with, uh, it just being a crappy year altogether, you know, it, it really hurt a lot of, a lot of our, uh, our civic organizations. Um, so this, so this year it was, it's really important that, uh, that worst fest be back and be big, uh, to help out all those, uh, all those groups. And it has been, uh, one other thing I, I didn't mention was that, uh, the last worst fest we had was in 2019 and a couple of days after the festival had ended uh we had a big fire and and the part of the the festival or the part of the festival grounds that that caught on fire was the huge area that, that we call the market plots and that's that's the area that that all of um all of these organizations have their booths in uh so all of that was like uh, destroyed and the the worst fest organization uh, did some some fundraising and 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 were able to um, uh, get some donations and and have been able to rebuild all of that. So kind of in a way like not having worst fest last year gave them more time to to uh, rebuild and and repair uh, the area that was lost. So that's just a little a little local news for you, but uh, it just it just goes to show that for the for the locals here, the festival being back this year has been very important and and, and very meaningful. So speaking of of the festival being meaningful, uh, I thought I might talk a few minutes about what it means to me. Uh, there, there's. Uh, I've been going to the festival since I moved to New Braunfels in 2007. Um, since then, I've I've gone every year except for last year, uh, and 
what what uh, what worst fist means to me has has kind of changed over that time. You know, when when I first started going, I was married. I, for the first several years, I went, I was married. So I mean, it was like it was like a, a whole bunch of date nights, right? Uh, and uh, which was nice. <laughs> I kind of miss that that aspect of it. Uh, but also, uh, when, when I started going, uh, my children were, were, were younger. So there, there's also like, along with, you know, the, the, the food and the drink and, and, and all of the German traditions, there's also almost like a county fair type atmosphere there. Uh, they do have like some immune amusement rides and they have stuff for the kids. So the, uh, the early or the my early years going to Worst Fest, I got to experience that part of it, you know, because my kids, you know, they, they enjoy riding the rides and, and doing this and that. Um, also, the first couple of years I went, uh, my my parents went with me. Um, and and my uh, my dad uh, really, really enjoyed Worst Fest. Um, I, uh, I wish I had had more more years with him where he could have come down and, and, and enjoyed this, uh, uh, with me, you know, uh, but, uh, the, the couple of years that he, that he was able to go, uh, will always uh, be memories that I hold on to and cherish. Uh, and, uh, you know, worst fest was right up his alley. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that, that's kind of where, like when I first started going to worst fest, that's kind of what it meant to me. Uh, it was more about uh, family, uh, and then as as I kept going, it became more about uh, the socializing. Uh, like uh, it, it got to be something where I would invite like uh, a lot of my friends to come to. You know, I I, I work in San Antonio, which is about thirty five miles from New Braunfels, uh, and I would I would start inviting you know some of my work friends each year and have some of them uh, show up and come. Uh, I, I have some friends in Austin, which is in the other direction, uh, about 35 miles. I would have some friends there that would come and, 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 uh, and hang out at Worst Fest. And, and it, be, it became, it kind of morphed from being like a family thing to being more of a friend thing. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that I went through a divorce. So, uh, it, uh, it, it kind of transitioned away from being, mainly a family thing to, you know, being more to do with my friends. Uh, but what it's kind of gone back around to now is, uh, it's, it's a, a family thing again, kind of one, one of the things that I've really enjoyed the last couple or three worst fests that I've gone to is I'll usually run into some of my kids there <laughs> Uh, they're old enough that they can enjoy it as adults now, and uh, I don't see them all the time, but I will usually run into them and see them there, and and that's really neat. Uh, the other night when I went, uh, I got to spend a lot of quality time with my, my daughter, who, who lives in Florida with her fiancé now, and uh, and they were both in town and, and met up with them for a little while at the at the festival, and hung out and, and just, just had a really good time, you know, and, and, and at that point, you know, it's not about the food or the drink. It's, it's more about the, uh, uh, 
the the socializing and and just the time and and you have like this great atmosphere where everyone around you is having a good time uh, there's really fun lively music going on all around uh, and smiles everywhere and and that's like the best that's like the best type of uh, uh, of environment to to catch up with with those that you love uh, it, it just it, it it was just a really special, special night up there. Uh, and, and I got some pictures and I actually, um, uh, I talked in the, in the report earlier about the, the German hats, right? And I have a fedora now, but I, when I first, uh, the first hat I got at Worstfest was one of the Alpine hats. And I don't know, something happens to you when you get in your late thirties and forties uh, your, your head tends to get fatter. And, and I, I don't mean that like in a, in a, a symbolic or metaphorical kind of way. I mean, physically, uh, your, your head gets fatter. Uh, so hats that would fit you, you know, in your mid thirties, uh, may not fit you in your mid forties. Right. So I've, I've sized up on my hats over, over the years. And, uh, I still had my, my, uh, original one and I, I, passed it along to my future son-in-law, uh, Dustin. Uh, that's, that's Raina's, uh, fiance. Uh, Raina's my, my oldest girl. And, uh, I, I was able to pass that along to him. And that, that was kind of a, that was something kind of special to me. Uh, and, and that's part of my worst fest memories for this year. So coming out of the pandemic, uh, being able to go back to this, uh, this big, uh, celebration, uh, being able to uh, help support my community, being able to reconnect with friends and 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 family, most of all family, uh, being able to hang out with one of my kids for a little while and 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 bond with uh, someone who's who's going to be one of my kids uh, before too much longer. It, it just was was a uh, super sweet and super special and and this will definitely be a worst fest that I will always remember um, and I really can't wait to see uh, what worst fest is like next year I, I know it, it's just it's only gonna be better and you know I think I think maybe I'll I think maybe I'll sign off on that uh, and and you know and I'm, I'm talking about something in my community but you know, Probably, I would bet, like where each and every one of you live, you probably have some similar type thing. Uh, and it may not be a festival. It, it might be just a, a small get-together or, or, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I would encourage you to, to do those things and, uh, and spend time with, with the people that are important with, to you. Uh, make those memories. And as the polka band leader says, I salute our cozy friendship. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out with me and thanks for playing around in my sandbox again.
Hey there, everybody. My name is John Mariano, and I'm from the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. I am here to let you know that we have a plethora of shows on the Feeding the Monster podcast feed, and whatever you do, do not tune in. You don't want to hear from Corey Morissette, Jeff Hillbilly, Scripps Saunders, Mark Aiden Kleyer, Thomas Rustling, or myself. All of our shows are hot garbage. They are structured stupidity, and they are not worth your listen. So whatever you do, do not tune in to the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. We do not want any new fans at all. Back to you.